You're listening to the One Day Advice Podcast, where your hosts, Nick Riley and Paul Henderson, are going to take you for a ride inside the world of personal finance. Together, we're going to give you a fully transparent, behind-the-scenes look into the financial services industry, helping you to optimize your financial life along the way. There's a big buzzword in the industry today, and it's the F word. By F word, we mean fiduciary. So today we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into what it means to be a fiduciary. For the listeners out there, you've probably been told that if you're looking for a financial advisor or a financial planner, uh, you have to make sure that they're a fiduciary. Well, how do you uh, you know, make sure and do the due diligence uh, to ensure that you are speaking to an advisor who is in fact a fiduciary? So sitting and here, with- I've been told that. You should. <laughs> you should be looking for a fiduciary. So let us be the first one to tell you. Absolutely. So I'm uh, sitting here with Paul. And Paul, will you give us uh, an overview of what it means to be a fiduciary? I will, because it is wildly important. And, you know, it. it's, well, here's, here's the definition. It's basically, it's a person or organization that acts on behalf of another person or persons putting their client interest ahead of their own with a duty to preserve good faith and trust. And yes, I'm reading that because I think it's important that it's not just, you know, it's not just me that you have to believe this is uh, Investopedia, but at, at the end of the day, a fiduciary means that you're putting, you're bound legally and ethically to act in someone else's best interest. And this is why we feel so st- uh, well, I'll speak for myself. I feel so strongly about this. Like it's absolutely crazy to me that there are people in this industry who don't have the like legal and ethical requirement to act in the best interest of their clients. So there, there's my editorial and definition of a fiduciary. Yeah, perfect. Well, so you know that that kind of brings us to so if if you know, our listeners are are trying to decide whether the advisor that they are talking to is a fiduciary. Uh, you know, what are some of the things that they can they can ask their advisor? And you know, for one, you can just ask them straight up, are you a fiduciary? Uh, and see how they respond. Uh, but also just learning about how they are compensated and in what ways can they be compensated. Uh, if they can be compensated in uh, by commissions of financial products that they sell, uh, you know, that that is a red flag. Uh, that that presents conflicts of interest. Uh, in these financial products that 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 might not be the best option for uh, for the client or the end end consumer, I guess you can put put it in those words as well. But uh, so so Paul, are are all advisors fiduciaries? No, that's because advisor is an unregulated word that anybody can can use. So no, you can find an advisor who has no experience who just you know who got hired because they're an excellent salesperson and you can find an advisor who has 30 years of experience in the industry giving amazing fiduciary advice they're, they can call themselves the exact same thing which yeah, is and pretty it, helpful it, right it, yeah and it's it's a title that that uh you know someone straight out of college uh no experience can have uh from the beginning uh so you look at you know, even, you know, in real estate, for instance, you know, there's, there's a, a varying level of knowledge and expertise in the, in the line of real estate. Uh, and, and really for all careers for a matter, a matter of that fact, but the, 
advisors that, you know, whether you're a financial advisor, financial planner, those, those names are all used interchangeably. Uh, there's, there's people that, that have successful blogs out there that are personal finance gurus that, that can essentially claim to advise people on their finances and all that. Uh, they aren't regulated. So, you know, for a fiduciary advisor, we're, we're talking about financial advisors who are regulated by the SEC, by FINRA, uh, and and have a standard to hold up to, and and that standard is putting their clients' interests uh, ahead of their own interests, and that can be in the form, uh, typically, of a fee-only arrangement. So by fee-only, uh, we mean having uh, a fee structure that is either based on a percentage of assets that the advisor manages. Or a flat fee schedule on a, uh, a monthly or quarterly basis, or a hourly basis, and we do not mean fee based. Which there we have, we have a whole other conversation recorded on that. But fee only is is an important distinction between fee based. And since we've come out swinging a little bit, I'll just say, Nick, do you think if you're not a fiduciary, are you a bad person? <laughs> I'm not going to go as far to say that a, that a non-fiduciary is a bad person. I don't think so either. It's one of like, you know, be, be somewhat fair. Yeah, exactly. No, there's, there's, there's non-fiduciaries out there that, uh, you know, set their own standards of, of professional expertise and they, they personally want to do what is best for, uh, for their clients. And they might not be a fiduciary, uh, or be able to hold themselves up as one. So, you know, we're not criticizing those people. A lot of the limitations exist from the companies that they work for uh, because the overarching companies like a insurance company, I'll use as an example, uh, you know, has insurance products and, you know, all those products have different fees built in uh, and some products will be more suitable for, for some uh, you know, over others. And a insurance salesperson who sells those products uh, could really want to do what's right for the client. Uh, but when they aren't operating as a legal fiduciary, you can't know for sure. So uh, if you know your advisor really well and, and you trust them, you have a relationship with them, uh, you ask them how they're compensated and you know, why, why they recommended this product over other solutions out there. And it's always important to get a, a, a second opinion if you're talking to uh, a non-fiduciary advisor. Yeah, I, I would second that and just say it's fiduciary is a really quick way to know that you're dealing. You know, well, again, my bias is going to show through here. It's it's a great way of of knowing that the person is working in your in your best interest. And I think from a consumer standpoint, if you don't have a you know strong connection to someone, it's just it's it's the best starting place to to make sure that you're you're in a good situation and you don't need to you know take every bit of advice with a grain of salt because you you're not sure did they need to hit a quota this month or you know is this the one time that maybe they've decided that well they're just going to push a product through so for in my opinion it's it's the easiest way to to protect yourself but yeah I definitely I know people who are non-fiduciary advisors and you know that's it's a choice but yeah yeah, absolutely. So as far as like you, what fiduciaries can charge, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of varying rates out there and, and it depends on the type of service you're, you're being provided as well. So, you know, for 
instance on an hourly rate, you know, there there might be advisors charging 150 bucks an hour to say we'll just say $500 an hour. And you know, someone charging $500 an hour might be working with high impact financial decisions that, you know, an hour of their time might perhaps save you $10,000. So there's a lot of value attached to that. It's not just the time value that it takes that advisor. Whereas you know, $150 an hour, uh, they might be w- doing more of a coaching relationship or just you know, kind of broader education. Uh, and then you get into the realm of kind of the percentage fee on the assets that the advisor manages. So industry average is around one to one and a half percent historically. And that has crept lower and lower with the the implementation of technology. Uh, for instance, you know, one day advice we charge less than one percent because uh, we are cutting out the middleman, the the large institution, and able to provide further cost savings uh, and pass those on to our clients. And you know, technology enables that. Well, there's still advisors out there that are charging one to one and a half percent. So you know, that brings us to to talk about like what you should be getting. If you are getting charged over 1%, what you should be receiving. And I know, Paul, you've got a, a few things to add to that. Well, I think there's a, a good parallel here. Um, if similar to the fiduciary, non-fiduciary, you can you can charge a percent and a half. You can charge a lot of money if you're providing, so, like if, if your client feels that you are providing enough value to, to do that. I would say, you know, if, if I'm the client and I'm looking at someone who's charging 1% or less, I'm going to feel differently than someone who's charging a percent and a half. I'm going to start wondering, what, what are you doing with that fee? And why aren't you using technology? Why, you know, why do you, do you still need to charge me this much? And, you know, is this funding your lifestyle or, or are you really trying to make sure that you are saving me as much money as possible and, you know, kind of living into that fiduciary Duty. I think it's possible to to charge more, and there are people who, you know, for example, someone who specializes in, let's say, you know, dentists in Alaska. Maybe they're going to charge a bit more because that's a very unique situation, and there's not very many people with that experience, and they can only work with like that's just the market, right? They can only work with so many people. They might charge more than another advisor who has a little bit more broad. Uh, broad reach. So, you know, that could be an example. It, it could be maybe you are working with someone who or an advisor who is very involved in the community and puts on a great community events. And, you know, that's not necessarily like if that's what you're excited about and you want to go to those community events that are sponsored or underwritten by your advisor, that could be a good reason to pay a little bit more. But to me, the question is, you always need to be asking yourself the question of like, why am I paying this rate? Like I, I'm paying above market. Is there, am I getting something for that? Is there a reason that I'm paying yeah. above market? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think there's a lot of traditional advisors that I've worked with in the past too, that, that charge more than 1% and they claim that on their uh, stock picking abilities. Uh, you should not be paying over 1% for investment performance from a financial advisor. Uh, that is just a, I mean, I, I won't go into details on this episode, uh, but investments don't have to be that complicated. So a lot of the value, uh, around that. So if they're charging over 1%, you should be getting in-depth financial planning. You should have a financial plan. They should be addressing, uh, you know, big financial decisions in your life and be proactive on that. 
uh, you should not be paying over 1% for investment management. And by that, you mean like if I want someone to place trades for me really well? Yeah, exactly. I don't need to spend yeah. that much. So, I mean, yeah, people, you know, there's, there's firms out there that hold themselves as, as fiduciaries and, you know, charge over 1% uh, for investment management. And yes, technically they can be a fiduciary because they are providing a, a fee only service uh, and they aren't charging commissions on the trades that they're placing, but they're charging you a premium for strategically placing those trades and, and trading your portfolio and trying to beat the market. So, uh, you know, that's kind of a, a, a fuzzy line between, you know, what it means to be a fiduciary in that case. But ultimately, if you're paying over 1%, I think in today's today's world with technology, uh, you should be getting financial planning attached to that. And it shouldn't be a purely uh, a investment management uh, type of relationship, if that makes sense. I'd say financial planning or and or more. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I know this is a, a, a meaty subject uh, that is is definitely important for people evaluating their financial advisors, financial planners. Uh, would love to answer any questions that our listeners have specifically on this. Uh, we do c- get questions all the time of like, is my advisor a fiduciary uh, if if he's offering to sell me this product. And we had, we had someone recently, uh, you know, think that they were working with a fiduciary advisor and I uh, will, that fiduciary advisor sold them a high cost annuity product. And I, uh, so that's just a red flag right there that that person was not the fiduciary that, uh, the client thought they had. So, uh, definitely some warning signs out there that that we'd love to uh, help our listeners be aware of. I was going to say we offer a half hour to everyone, so if you have questions, ask your ask your current advisor. Um, but also, you can send us your portfolio, just the, like your tickers, and we can tell you what type of funds you're in, or give you some some feedback as far as you know those fees are fine or those fees are you know I'm pulling my hair out because I am frustrated that people are still paying this much and you know, I think if if you're it's it's worth having a second set of eyes look at those and if you don't know what you're paying your advisor definitely ask for a second opinion from somebody because you know that you should know you should be able to figure out exactly what you're paying and if you don't know that's to me a, a big red flag of you know, you're yeah. probably paying too much. Absolutely. Well, uh, hopefully this was helpful and uh, I'm sure we will discuss this topic in, in further detail on other episodes. We will revisit it's, the term it's fiduciary. A word, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a word that will often be brought up. So we wanted to make sure our listeners were aware of it if they uh, were not already. Uh, but it is definitely a very important buzzword in the industry today and in evaluating an advisor. So uh, that being said, uh, thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Nick Riley, the founder of One Day Advice. If you like what you've heard, we'd greatly appreciate your help in spreading the word. After all, we are financial educators, not marketers. Thanks for listening and remember to leave us a review. Nick Riley is the founder of One Day Advice, an independent registered investment advisor. Paul Henderson is the director of financial planning at One Day Advice. Both Nick and Paul service wealth advisors to their clients. All opinions expressed by Nick, Paul, and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of One Day Advice. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment or financial decisions.